You're listening to the Smart Nonprofit Masterclass with me, Jose Gomez, founder and CEO of nonprofitwebsites.com and NetMinistry. If you're a leader in a nonprofit organization who wants to reach more donors, volunteers, members, supporters, and the community that you're serving using the power of the internet, then I'm already waiting for you in today's episode. So let's get started. Hello, Nonprofit Warriors. This is Jose Gomez, CEO of Net Ministry and Nonprofit Websites. <clears throat> Wanted to uh, welcome you to another episode of the Smart Nonprofit Masterclass. And today we're going to talk a little bit about creating killer nonprofit website content. And uh, we call it killer nonprofit website content because it's meant to kill those goals and create something that, uh, that really is effective for your nonprofit organization. Um, the, the problem we're trying to solve today, to get right to it, is the fact that most nonprofit organizations, actually most businesses for that matter, but most nonprofit organizations don't really measure the impact of their website. They kind of create the website as a side item, they put it on a list like a logo or like a letterhead, and once it's finished, they really don't touch it again and they don't do the right things to make the website more effective. Most of the time that they do that, it's because they don't understand what their website could do. So a lot of what I hear is nonprofits saying that their website's not working, it's not creating, it's not uh, generating donations, it's not uh, creating impact, it's not really helping them recruit volunteers. And if that's the case with your website, then it's simply because of the fact that your content is wrong, your website's organized wrong, potentially designed wrong, but, but most of the time it has to do with content. These days, you know, a lot of folks will, will go to a lot of these web builders and kind of get this generic design template and, and they just kind of pack it full of stuff, like if it's a brochure. And that's about all that it ends up being. It's just an online brochure that people can either take or leave. And today's, today's broadcast is really about um, creating more than just a website that uh, can function as a brochure but something that can have some measurable results um, that can really create an impact on your organization's not only bottom line, but overall um, involvement um, and interaction with your community. So let's talk a few uh, about a few of those things today. The first tip that I wanna give you is to define your goals. Don't be aimless. You know, one of the mistakes that we make is just not creating the right expectation around what our website should be doing. Now, a lot of a lot of times, the, the reason that that happens is because you don't really know what to expect. Uh, most nonprofit leaders don't really know what their website could be doing for them, so they lack in the expectation uh, area because of the fact they just don't know what to expect. They don't know what's reasonable. Uh, another another problem that I find is sometimes the expectations are unreasonable. So sometimes uh, nonprofit leaders will create these strange expectations of what things should be like, and um, the reason they do that is because they just don't know what what they can expect. Um, so they create these either lofty expectations or no expectations at all. So take some time to create some goals, some realistic goals. Uh, start by determining what you want your website visitors to do once they read your content. Now this is gonna take some work. You need to go through your website, go to each page of your site and determine what you want someone to do in response to the information that they read. Do you want them to download a PDF? Do you want them to fill out a form? Do you want them to submit a donation through the website? Knowing the exact answers to these questions 
is going to allow you to craft your content in a way that persuades them to do exactly what you want to do. So there's a marketing formula, and, and my clients know that um, I use this formula quite a bit. It's called the ADA formula. It's an old marketing formula, but it works. And ADA stands for attention, interest, desire, action. Go to each one of your pages, to each section of your site, and determine whether you're, number one, creating uh, any points of attention to very clearly illustrate what the page is about and why someone should stop and read or view the materials on there. Um, the next part is is, inter is interest, and you want to create, uh, you want to look at your website and determine whether or not you're really creating a page that's helpful, um, something that's going to engage them in terms of generating interest in them to do something. The 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 third step is desire and creating some sort of desire towards some sort of action, some sort of result, um, some sort of altruistic value, but you want to help them to understand how it's going to benefit them to do whatever it is that you want them to do. And then finally, action, ask them to do something, whether it's subscribing to your email updates or it's downloading a special PDF or maybe it's filling out a form and asking for help or volunteering. But you want to make sure that you analyze each of your pages as if that's the only page they're ever going to see and ask yourself, am I being aimless? Am I not really giving them you know, any sort of meaningful content, meaningful dialogue, anything interest or engaging, interesting or engaging? Am I asking them for an action on that page that's very clear? And, and, and by the way, when you ask for action, number one, those are the things that you measure. Are the people taking actions as a result of my content? But the second thing is that that action needs to be very prominent and very clear. So it's not like, you know, oh, well, every page has this form on the right hand side. It, it, that's not enough. You've got to make sure that your readers know this is the next step. The next step is either clicking this button or filling out this form or downloading this PDF or whatever it is that you want them to do next. So again, first step is going to be define your goals. Do not be aimless. The second piece of advice I want to give you is to be passionate. Don't be clinical. You know, there's a lot of just boring about us pages out there. There, um, there are pages out there that just put you to sleep. Sometimes they're two or three sentences and they just don't, don't do anything. And again, this goes back to defining your goals. If you don't have a goal for a page, you're going to put anything up there to just get it done. But if you have a specific goal, then you're going to, you're going to be a little bit more scrutinous about what type of content you put on that page. So be passionate. Don't be clinical. Uh, a mistake a lot of nonprofits make with their website is being too dispassionate about what they're saying. Uh, there's boring mission statements, stoic history timelines, no attention to the donation appeal text. That's a whole nother one. People just put a donation button up there and then they're disappointed that there's no one giving on their website. And so they make the evaluation that the internet is a lousy way to raise money when other organizations are raising millions online. Again, it all goes down to, you know, or do you have a goal and um, and are you just being this, you know, passionless, clinical, um, just, you know, putting stuff up there to just check a box and get the website done or are you really putting effort into it? Um, and, and, you know, most organizations don't even know that that the lack of being passionate, the lack of really selling their organization on their website is actually costing them potentially millions of dollars. 
They have no idea because they don't even know that they can expect that kind of money through the internet. They don't expect they can they can they don't know that they can expect that that type of donation volume as well as volunteer volume and um, new people coming to their you know let's say you know if you're a church you know people coming to your church or people joining your club. Um, you just don't uh, you don't even know that that's possible. But the reality is is that the limit is really set by you. It's set by you in a number of ways, but one of these ways is through your content. So start off the right way by making your content passionate, exciting, and inviting. Talk like you would on a stage or in person. You know, another another tip is to develop a voice to your content that relates to your audience. You don't want to be voiceless. You don't want to be generic. You want people to get to know your content by your voice, by the way that you phrase things, by the opinions that you take, by the 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 vantage point um, that you're um, that you're speaking from, um, by the tone that you use as well. So that's an important piece of developing passionate content. Um, don't put your visitors to sleep with clinical monotone information that doesn't inspire them. Think about what inspires you and inflect them with the same level of motivation. You want to inflect your tone, inflect your, your content. You want to kind of spice everything up with the same thing that makes you passionate about your nonprofit because most likely what got you excited is what's going to get them excited. And, um, and, and now that doesn't always, isn't always the case. So you want to make sure that you sit down and you think about what really does, you know, get a, get a volunteer engaged and excited. Um, what has done that in the past? Um, what gets somebody to give? What, what is your typical donor? What do they get out of giving to your organization? You want to think about those things and speak from that voice. Again, be passionate. The third piece of advice I want to give you today is to be personal. Don't be formal. Um, people want to be spoken to by people, not by websites. Address your audience as if they were right in front of you. Think about how you would relate to them. If they're donors, think about the reasons why current donors give and what personal attachment they have to your mission. If your audience is, a, is potential clients uh, or people to help, um, think about the situations that they find themselves in and what concerns they have when they come to you for assistance. Talk to them at their level, not above it, don't create artificial barriers by formalizing your language, um, talking in ways that you wouldn't naturally talk. Um, don't um, don't uh, make it official and 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 very too lofty. You want to make it very approachable, especially since you're a nonprofit organization. Now, this probably there is an exception here for academic and educational institutions where you may want to speak from a different voice. And again, this goes back to that that being passionate part of it. If you're a scientific organization, for example, you probably want to speak in the language of your scientific community. So it's OK to talk at a higher level, but you don't want to talk over your audience. Um, you want to make sure that you are being personal. You're speaking to your audience in the way they want to be spoken to. The fourth piece of advice I want to give you today in today's broadcast is about talking in sections. You know, it's it's important on the internet. There, there was a, a client of mine one time that said, you know, Jose, nobody reads on the internet. And I said, Pastor, everybody reads on the internet. That's all that we do is read. It's okay to make your um, your content long. It's okay to to write paragraphs and paragraphs of stuff, but you have to somehow find a way to break those paragraphs up, break the dialogue up into sections. People definitely read on the internet. 
After all, that's what they're there to do. And that's what that's what you do when you go to my blog or when you come to nonprofitwebsites.com. You read through the material and you inform yourself about what we offer. So it's important that you do the same thing. But like most people, you know, you'll want to divide, you'll want to read things, kind of scan them first before you before you read. You'll want to kind of find and click around and find the things that are most interesting to you or the or the answers to the questions that you want an answer to. And then you kind of zoom in on that specific section of a page or that specific page. You want to make sure that as you write your content, you section things off. Maybe your About Us page is 10 paragraphs long. That's okay. That's completely acceptable. But just make sure that you're you're subdividing those sections, creating section headers that are in bold so people know what these paragraphs are all about without having to read them. And that way we can kind of zoom in on the sections that we want to read. Also be liberal with bullet points so people can scan those. Those are nice and easy. Um, only use bold and underline when they're points of emphasis. Do not make everything bold. Don't make everything underline um, because then you're, you're, you're basically making nothing important when you make everything important that way. Uh, but make sure, like I said, you know, talk in sections. If you can use callouts or, um, or, or kind of quotes to the side to, again, help people scan, it helps for people to go through your content and find what they're looking for. Think about a magazine. A magazine has a lot of content. There's a lot of paragraphs in some of these articles, but they do a lot of this. They break things up into sections um, with, with important headlines uh, that tell you what the next few paragraphs are about. They use callouts. They use pictures to accompany and explain what the content, um, what the content is about, uh, or they use diagrams to help explain as well. So think about doing some of those things and they'll help to be to make your content more engaging, your website more engaging. Um, that'll help people go through and scan it easier and it'll help people to know what to do once um, once they get to your to your specific page uh, and and then you you know you add your calls to action to help people know what to do next. Um, you can do that right in context. So take a look at what you're doing right now. Define your goals, be passionate, be personal and talk in sections so that you can help your visitor digest chunks of content instead of having to read paragraph after paragraph of just dull text. Now, the idea behind adding content to your website is to convince someone who's reading it without the benefit of your own personal interaction to take some sort of action. You're not there. This is two o'clock in the morning. Somebody bumps into your website for some reason. This website's gotta be your representative. So being clear about what you're trying to get them to do in a passionate, personal, and easy to digest way will go a long way in spurring up a response. So let, let's talk about what you can do right from this broadcast. You can go, go take a piece of paper out and write down all the things you want your website visitors to do before they leave the site. Um, assess whether that's happening. Uh, or, or whether you need to change something on your site. So go from page to page with that list and actually evaluate each page and say, what of these things is this helping someone to do? And, and is it really effective in doing that? Is it convincing me to do it? Um, maybe show it to some people around the office or show it to some people that are not associated with your organization and ask them what it, what it makes them want to do. And that's a nice, easy way to go through and evaluate your website for effectiveness. And if you need any help with that, you know, we can certainly help and uh, analyze your site and uh, provide you with, uh, with a blueprint on making things better, uh, how to maintain it and increase and continually improve your content um, and uh, ultimately have the effect and the influence that you want. Uh, but for now, 
do that action. Sit down, write down all the things you want visitors to do before they leave your website. Whether it's you know give, whether it's volunteer, uh, whether it's just contact you for assistance, um, whatever it is that you want them to do, and then and then go page by page and evaluate your site and determine whether that's happening. Uh, well, that's been today's broadcast, and uh, I want to invite you um, to not only uh, listen to, obviously you've listened to this episode, but to listen to any of the up, other episodes that we've got, you can go to soundcloud.com, we're hosted right on there, soundcloud.com forward slash nonprofit websites, um, or you can go to nonprofitwebsites.com and click on the blog. We've got some written content, kind of a written summary about each of our uh, podcasts um, along with the podcasts themselves. So take a look there. Again, it's nonprofit websites websites.com forward slash blog or you can go to soundcloud.com forward slash nonprofit websites those will both give you access to the other episodes um, and you know I want to remind you we have some free resources as well so if you go to nonprofitwebsites.com forward slash resources we've got some checklists for you and one of those is the killer nonprofit website content checklist and it actually goes through and helps you to gives you a checklist to compare your website and it's completely free so you can just go go to go to nonprofitwebsites.com forward slash resources and download it for free um, and we've got a few other checklists there as well that you're welcome to um, while you're there so anyway this has been Jose Gomez CEO of nonprofit websites and net ministry and I hope this uh, this uh, podcast has been helpful I, I want to also invite you we have a free uh, a Facebook community and uh, I want to invite you to it it's uh, it's called the nonprofit uh, leader insiders group on Facebook and you can just look for it nonprofit leader insiders and um, I, I for free um, give advice on there you can reach out to me you can discuss uh, best practices with other nonprofit leaders as well um, I'll give you also direct URL to that it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash nonprofit insiders and that'll take you directly to our um, our online Facebook group now you will have to uh, request to join because it's a private group we do restrict it to nonprofit leaders and um, and we, we're here to help listen I, we want to give you these resources um, we feel that they're here to help you grow and so um, hopefully you know you'll tune in and um, stay tuned uh, next week for our next episode but for today, you want to define your goals, you want to be passionate, you want to be personal, and you want to talk in sections to help people digest your content. Listen, have a great day and, uh, and good luck on, on your web endeavors. Hey, thanks for tuning into today's episode of the Smart Nonprofit Masterclass. It's been a great episode, and I hope that it challenged you in some way and provided you with some tools to build, advance, and market your nonprofit. But before you go on your day, uh, I want to tell you about a free resource. Are you the nonprofit leader who wants to raise money for your cause, get the message out, inspire and engage your board, increase the influence of your organization? Maybe you want to attract talented staff and volunteers or keep your supporters better informed about your wins. Maybe you even want to just establish a great reputation in your service area and in your industry. But you find that you lack the funding you need, you don't really know where to go next. Maybe you're even scared of running out of money and resources before your mission is successful. Well, we completely understand your fight and how important your mission is to this world. We've worked with over 60,000 nonprofits around the world for the last 15 years, learning about how to build, advance, and market their organizations using the internet. 
We have a proven success formula that we've put together and it helps organizations accomplish their mission, get more funding, find the right donors and volunteers, and ultimately get their message out around the world about what they're doing. So they don't have to shut down, suffer from insufficient funding, uh, attract unreliable people, or ultimately fail their mission. We've got a free checklist for each phase of our formula, which we lovingly call BAM, and they're available right now at nonprofitwebsites.com. So go download what thousands of other nonprofits have already started using uh, to become the organization that they've always really strived to be, and it's 100% free, so you can't lose. Anyway, thank you for listening, and have a wonderful rest of your day. See you next time.